So we continue our series in the book of Ruth today. We're several lessons in. Ruth is the eighth book in the Old Testament, and Ruth is a love story, and we're approaching it that way. Here's our context to bring you up to date from Ruth chapter 1. The story begins with a family moving to another country. They're moving to another country because there's a famine in the land. There's a famine in the land because they're being disobedient and rebellious to God. And God said, if you continue to be rebellious and disobedient, I'm going to send a famine. And he did. So the family moves because there is no food and they move to Moab. They move to enemy territory. An enemy that has ruled them, if you read in the book of Judges, for 18 years. And during these 10 years, the husband dies, the two boys, the two children die, leaving three widows. So you've got a Jewish mom, and you've got two Moabite widows. You've got Naomi and Ruth and Orpah. And as we get to the end of chapter 1, they're heading back to Bethlehem and Naomi encourages Orpah and Ruth, just go home, just stay home. And Orpah does, she returns home, but Ruth says she's going to stay with Naomi and they return to Bethlehem. Naomi is bitter. She's bitter at the way life has turned out. This is certainly not the life she had planned. She's so bitter she changes her name from Naomi, which means pleasant, to Mara, which means bitter. And these two women, Naomi and Ruth, are left to wonder what does the future hold in that culture, in that time, for two widow women with no husbands to provide for them, no husbands to bring them food, no husbands to um, provide security. And so in Ruth chapter 2, we're going to find Ruth going looking Ruth chapter 1 is all about Naomi, pretty much. Ruth chapter 2 is about Ruth, and Ruth is going to go looking. She's going looking for work. She's going looking for food so she can provide for herself and for her mother-in-law. And little does she know, she's going to be looking for love. Life hasn't turned out the way they had planned. Life certainly hasn't been comfortable But you need to know that God is not interested in making us comfortable. God's goal and His interest is in making us conformable. So we read in Romans chapter 8, For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of His Son. God wants to change us. God wants to conform us. And He will use any circumstance in life to do that. He's able to use any circumstance in life to do that. In fact, I read this quote by Billy Graham this week. God can take anything that happens to us, even bad things, and use it to shape us if we will let him. And he's about to do that with Ruth and Naomi. So again, Naomi is bitter that life hasn't turned out the way she's planned. But nowhere in the story do we find that Ruth is bitter. Nowhere in the story does it mention Ruth being bitter. In fact, everything we observe about Ruth is she wants life to be better and she's willing to um, work in her life and allow God to work in her life. And so here's what we find at the end of Ruth 1, going into Ruth 2. They are, Naomi and Ruth are empty. They're physically empty, needing food. They're relationally empty, needing husbands. 
They are spiritually empty, needing God. They're looking for food, which they will find. They're looking for God, which they will find. And Ruth will find so much more. So here's how I want to look at Ruth chapter 2. I want to look at Ruth 2 through another lens. We've said Ruth is a love story. So I want to look at Ruth chapter 2 as your love story. So if you're looking for love, Ruth 2 is for you. If you need to rekindle the love in your relationship, Ruth 2 is for you. So we're calling this looking for love. Number one, when you're looking for love, you need to look for love in all the right places. Maybe some of y'all remember the movie Urban Cowboy with John Travolta and Deborah Winger. And there's a song in there by Johnny Lee who was born John Lee Ham, which is why I knew I liked him. He sings a song called Looking for Love. I was looking for love in all the wrong places, all the wrong places. And so as we begin chapter 2, we're going to find Ruth, who wasn't necessarily looking for love. But she is going to look for love in all the right places. The problem is, so many people, so many of us, often look for love in all the wrong places. So here's what we find in Ruth chapter 2. Ruth told the Moabitess, Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields. That's the right place. Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I might find favor. Now you need to understand in that culture, there were dishonorable ways to exist and survive, and there were honorable ways to exist and survive, just like today. And in that day, there was only one honorable way, and it was called welfare. Let me explain that. In ancient Israel, the welfare system was called gleaning, gleaning. God was so concerned about the poor that He established gleaning. And here's how it worked. The rich were expected to be generous and the poor were expected to be hardworking. That's why we're going to find the word glean 11 or 12 times in one chapter here in Ruth chapter 2. So here's what God told His people in Leviticus. When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Lord your God. So God told His people, don't go to the edges of the field. And when you harvest, some will fall on the ground. And don't pick it up. Leave that for the poor. Now remember, this is the time of the judges. The last verse in the book of Judges, everyone did what they thought was right. So to find someone who's following God's will, following God's commands is pretty difficult. To find someone who's actually honoring God and honoring the poor is difficult. But here's what Ruth says to Naomi. She says, let me go to the fields. Ruth says, I I'm going to go to the fields to see if there's a man who still honors God. I'm going to go to the fields to see if there's a man who still follows God's laws about gleaning and honoring the poor. And that's exactly what we find Ruth doing in chapter 2. She goes to glean. She goes to find food. She goes to find a landowner who honors God. And even though she's not looking for a husband, she's about to find one. Here's what we read. Naomi had a relative on her husband's side from the clan of Elimelech, a man of standing whose name was Boaz. So Ruth went out and began to glean in the fields behind the harvesters. And as it turned out, she found herself working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. 
Boaz, whose name means in him is strength. So Boaz is introduced as a man of standing, a man of character, a man of excellence, a man of worth. And as it turned out, meaning not every landowner was like Boaz. As it turned out, there was someone who was honoring God. As it turned out, Ruth found the field of Boaz. She found favor in the field of Boaz. She found acceptance in the field of Boaz. As it turned out, listen, as people of faith, we don't believe in accidents. We believe in providence. Providence means God brings things together. Providence means God brings people together. Some might say, well, Ruth just got lucky. Now, Ruth didn't get lucky because we don't believe in luck. We believe in the providence of God, and it was by the providence of God that Ruth gleaned in the field of Boaz. There's nothing accidental in this story about Ruth and Boaz. There's nothing accidental. Ruth found favor with God because she was willing to live by faith. Ruth found favor with God because she put herself in the right place. Now, I like the way Warren Wiersbe says it. When we commit our lives to the Lord, what happens to us happens by way of appointment, not by accident. Any Hebrew person reading this story, any Hebrew person who lived during those times knew this was not an accident. This was the providence of God. This happened to Ruth because of what Ruth told Naomi. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Ruth wanted the God of Naomi to be her God. Ruth wanted God to be in her life. And she placed herself in the right place. And because she put herself in the right place, God provided Wow. Listen, folks, when you're looking for love, you need to look for love in all of the right places. Let me say it another way. You aren't going to find a Christian mate going to some of the places you go. Let me say it another way. You aren't going to find a Christian mate doing some of the things you do. Let me say it another way. If you aren't going to live for God and honor Him by going to the wrong places, why would you think God would bless you? We need to be looking for love in the right places. One of my favorite verses is in 2 Samuel chapter 11. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army, but David remained in Jerusalem. Who was David? He was the king. Where was David supposed to be? Out to war. He wasn't where he's supposed to be. He was in the wrong place. And as a result, he saw Bathsheba and he called for Bathsheba and he slept with Bathsheba and he committed adultery with Bathsheba and he had a child with Bathsheba because he was in the wrong place. Listen, folks, don't go looking for love in wrong places. Look in the right places. In a corrupt culture, in the time of the judges, in a corrupt culture, like we have today, don't corrupt your values to find love. Number two, when you're looking for love, look for someone who treats people right. Look for someone who treats people right. I, I want you to see, I'm going to show you how Boaz not only treats Ruth, but treats other people. I mean, the moment he sees um, Ruth, he treats her right. 
He's obviously a man who honored God. He's obviously a man who honored the poor. He's obviously a man who would not embarrass you. So look at how he treats Ruth and his workers. Boaz asked the foreman of his harvesters, whose young woman is this? I don't know if you know this, but in the Hebrew, that means hubba hubba. (laughs) Boaz greeted the harvesters. He's greeting his workers. And he says, the Lord be with you. Boaz said to Ruth, don't go glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with my servant girls. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the girls. I've told the men not to touch you. And whenever you're thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars um, the men have filled. Boaz said to Ruth, I've been told all about what you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother in your homeland and came to live with people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you've done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Boaz doesn't know this woman. But Boaz makes sure she was safe, that she would glean in his field, that she had water, that she had something to eat, that she would not be embarrassed, and that she would have plenty to take home to Naomi. Wow. Here's what Naomi says. She asked Ruth, where'd you glean today? Where'd you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Ruth told her mother-in-law about the place she'd been working at. The man's name was Boaz. And Naomi replied, isn't it interesting that Naomi, who's changed her name to Mara because she's so bitter, how God is working on her and she's talking about how blessed. Naomi says, the Lord bless him. He's not stopped showing kindness to the living and the dead. Boaz constantly honors God. Boaz constantly treats people right. He greets his workers. He blesses his workers. He eats with his workers. And he's heard about Ruth and what she's done. And now he's treating her right. And he just met her. And he provides for her and he protects her. And he honors her publicly. Listen, look for someone who treats you right. If you're looking for love, look for someone who's treating you right. If they don't treat you right, and they don't treat your family right, and they don't treat other people right, then that's not love. Look for someone who treats you right. Boaz doesn't just provide for his workers. He doesn't just provide for Ruth. He provides for Naomi. Wow. And check this out. This is so cool. I like this. Boaz said to Ruth, may the Lord repay you for what you've done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord. Little does Boaz know, he is about to be rewarded. He is about to be repaid. He is about to be the answer to his own prayer. We'll see that coming up. So listen, if you're looking for love, before you get serious about the other person, you need to look at how they treat other people. Because the Bible says our love for God, our love for God is evident in how we treat other people. So this is important. All right, number three. If you're looking for love, look for the right attraction. Look for the right attraction. Let me explain. Let's, Let's be honest here. Have you ever met a couple and she is drop dead gorgeous and he is not (laughs) and you say hopefully to yourself 
What could she have seen in him? Or you meet a couple and he is the cover of a magazine, handsome, and she is needing some help. And you say, hopefully, to yourself, what could he have seen in her? This is huge because if you're looking for love, you need to look for the right attractive traits. What made Boaz attractive? We've already mentioned it. The way he treats people. That's attractive. He honors God. He honors his workers. He honors the poor. He honors Ruth. He blesses his workers. He talks to his workers. He eats with his workers. He blesses Ruth. That is the right attractive traits. What makes Ruth attractive? We've already mentioned it. The way she treats Naomi. You remember from chapter 1? She says, listen, wherever you go, I'll go. This is why this is used at weddings a lot. Wherever you go, I'll go. And where you stay, I'll stay. And your people will be my people. And your God, my God. And where you die, I'll die. That is attractive. But check this out. Here's how they're introduced to us. Ruth 2, verse 1. Naomi had a relative on her husband's side from the clan of Elimelech. He was a man of standing. Doesn't say anything about his looks. How about Ruth 3.11? Boaz said to Ruth, My fellow townsmen, all my fellow townsmen know that you are a woman of noble character. Doesn't say anything about looks. Interesting. Because relationships are more than looks. Beauty goes much deeper than the skin and the exterior. So let me show you a passage in 1 Peter 3 that speaks to women that certainly applies to men. Here's what Peter says. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as braided hair and the wearing of gold jewelry and fine clothes. Instead, it should be that of your inner self. That's the right attraction. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. This is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful. Boaz might have been attracted to Ruth. But when he's introduced to Ruth, remember... She's out in the fields. The clothes on her back may have been the clothes on her back from the last 10 years. She's had a difficult 10 years. She's dirty. She's sweaty. She's working. She's looking pretty ragged. But for sure, he's attracted to her character. Look for the right attractive traits. And number four, if you're looking for love, Look for someone who's already looking to God. Boaz was obviously a man of God. Boaz was obviously already looking to God. If you're looking for love, look for someone who's always looking to God before they ever look at you. That's Boaz. He was always looking to God. Listen, folks, we always told our children, I can just give you a couple examples. Marry someone who will make you a better Christian. Marry someone who will help you get to heaven. And we are blessed. We are blessed with a son-in-law and a daughter-in-law that do just that for our children. And I can give you this example. I can tell you this. It's just my example. You do you, I do me, this is just my example. I can tell you I was not going to marry someone who was not a Christian. Wasn't going to do it. And the thing that attracted me to Kelly was not just her outward looks. It's kind of a given. What attracted me to Kelly was her commitment to God. She was already looking to God. 
I didn't have to wonder if she was looking to God. She was already looking to God. And it wasn't an accident that we met. I didn't get lucky. She didn't get lucky. It was the providence of God that brought us together. So folks, if you're looking for love in all the wrong places, all you're going to find is the wrong kind of love. So let me give you some closing advice. If you're looking for love, fall in love with Jesus. Fall in love with Jesus. Because only in a relationship with God are you going to find true satisfaction. People disappoint. God doesn't. True satisfaction doesn't come from a person, doesn't come from a spouse, doesn't come from a marriage. True satisfaction comes only from God. So the best advice I can give you today based on Ruth 2 is fall in love with God. That is attractive to people. Let's pray.